Hi everyone, good morning, how is your day going? Welcome to another amazing episode of my podcast. And today, um, like I shared on my LinkedIn page some days ago um, about overcoming addiction and pornography and masturbation. And I shared with us how God saved me, how God delivered me from it, and also how I was um, handling a virtual program. And it happened that um, I was talking about dealing with addiction. And um, a gentleman that is also facing same challenge had to reach out to me to also confide in me about this same secret sin he is battling with. And... Um, he not knowing what to do and how to go about it so um i pray and i believe that lord god most high will minister to a lot of people out there that is also battling the same thing that is also going through the same phase that is still battling and fighting this demon i believe in god and i know that he will step in and every brokenness will be healed and every captive of this sin will also be delivered in jesus name so once again welcome to my amazing show once again it is your girl fresh day love sequence with fresh day <sighs> seriously i had to um take a deep breath deep breath sorry um this really took me, I think, um, a whole lot of courage and um, the grace of God for me to be able to start speaking on this topic because um, I have been battling with speaking about these things um, last year. Uh, my spirit, it will come into my spirit for me to talk about it. But then again, I, I, I will be scared of the stigmatization, like, sorry, about the stigma. How will people presume me? How will people see me? How, how would they feel like, oh, this lady, so she was once this kind of person and all that. I was working on people's validation, what they will think about me and everything. And most time my spirit will be like, say this, talk about this. This is your past. It is not your present. I remember severally going to my pastor to tell him that this burden has been my spirit to talk about it. But then again, I'm, I'm fighting this. Remember what he told me? If it is God, stop fighting it. Allow him. I believe that he still wants to use this to also heal somebody out there that is also going through same phase of this same um, issue and everything. So back to what I was saying initially. Um, the young man reached out to me telling me about he, how he is also um a well-known and respected um firebrand brother in church and how he has been battling with this secret sin that nobody knows about and everything holy spirit help me holy spirit help me um about the secret sin that um nobody knows about that and the funny aspect of it was that most times people will come to him for this same thing he will hold hands with them, pray with them about it. But still, he keeps finding himself falling deep and deeper into this same scene and not knowing what to do. 
he has prayed, he has fasted, he has kabashed in tongues and everything. But it feels like um, he's not working. It's not working for him. And um, to crown it all, according to him, he has um, a high libido. So when he was sharing most of this with me, I'm sorry I have his permission before I say this. Um, when he was sharing this with me, the only thing I kept seeing, I wasn't even listening to him or will I say um, listening to much thing he was saying and all that. The only thing I was seeing is I was seeing my past self in him. It was as if like my past self was being put on like a television, put on for me to watch and um, see my past self in him. How I struggled with this, how it was hard for me to break free from this. Despite everything, I will pray, I will fast. There was even a day I had to go to, I don't know, um, for most of us, there are conversant with um, a lot of... Um, praying mountains i at a stage i even had to go to deborah mountain if you know about deborah mountain high mountain mountain of mercy i had to even go there one day to stay for like 7 14 days i wanted to go into isolation i wanted to go pray because i wanted to break free from this but it was as if nothing was working the more i pray the more is as if like i went i ignited the fire more again after praying now, I will even commit more of the sin than the previous time I did it. At a stage, I was like, whoa, it seems God has even forgotten me. It seems God doesn't really care about me. I think God has even written me off over this whole thing. So there, there is no need of me um, trying to get saved from this sin. There is no need of me trying to get saved from these um, issues because... Um, God already, God already has um, forsaken me. That was the only thing I know. I was constantly saying to myself, I hated myself. As like I, I don't know how to put it. I felt so, I felt so dirty. I felt like you know the Bible version that said, "Can anything good come out of Nazareth?" I just kept telling myself, no, 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 precious, nothing good can ever come out of you. God cannot even use somebody like you with the way you are behaving, with this kind of lifestyle, with everything. God can never make use of you. Just see it that you are already destroyed. You are already destroyed. There is no way you can be revived. There is no way you could be restored. I started using negative words to me, so I decided to stick to that saying. I was like, maybe this is my own um life punishment god has given to me and everything i was struggling with it one day i i summoned courage and um walked up to a sister in church then to inform her about the 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 sin the problem, the dilemma I found myself in that I'm battling with that I couldn't confide or talk to anybody about. I was feeling like when I talked to her that it would be able to not just easing off the problem, um, I could also be able to get solution on how to go about the whole thing. But then again, it was as if that was the worst mistake I ever made as a human being because 
it was i prayed for the ground to open for me to just fall into the ground and let it close because it was as if like i was watching my whole life crumble before me the despicable things said to me like the way i was i was like the torture the way she made me feel then she made it look like i was the devil himself like i was the devil incarnate that I was the worst person, I was the worst sinner and everything and all that. I hated myself for even opening up to her to tell her about it. I had to still go back to my shell again. And decided to wallow in my pain, wallow in my anguish, wallow in my problem and not discuss it with anybody because I was scared. Everybody will definitely condemn me. The same way she has already condemned me. But... One of the days, um, after prayers and everything, I had this um, conviction in me for me to speak to a friend of mine. I had this childhood friend of mine who also happened to be a pastor. But then he was in a theological school, so he wasn't a pastor then. But uh, we already knew growing up as a child then that he was definitely going to be a pastor. He most times will always call me a woman of God or wog or that i'll be like please i'm not a pastor i'm not a woman of god don't use that word on me and all that you are the person that is anointed for such i called him that day i called him ah this is the issue i'm battling with i it took me a lot of courage for me to open up to you because i've opened up to someone before and i know how it was for me how um embarrassing it was for me and everything I was still expecting him to bash me like every other person condemned me and everything but I was surprised the way he talked to me the way he talked to me and everything he didn't um, make me feel dejected and all that further after telling him everything I remember the first the first response he asked me was this hope you're okay hope you're fine have you eaten how are you feeling now are you okay in my mind, I was like, what's wrong with this guy now? Sorry, I'm asking you, or, or rather I'm telling you something I'm passing through. You are here asking me some certain questions I don't even understand. I expect you to come after me. I expect you to hate me. I expect you to call me the devil herself and everything. But he never did. The only thing he told me was like, hey, I cannot judge you. I am not God. I can't even create a human being or give life. So why should I judge the one God has not judged? Why should I condemn the one God has not condemned? He was like, I think this is a journey. This is a phase for you to go through. Maybe in the future, there is a need for this. Maybe God will be using you in this area to heal people that um, went through such situation. So I told him, why would you say such? Does one have to go through such thing for God to use the person to heal someone? So he said, there is a difference when you are talking with someone and you are talking or speaking from a place of experience and understanding than a place of assuming assumption, like you assuming that you understand the person, that these are two different things. I kept mute. One thing I've learned over the years is I don't hide from where God 
I have decided to hide from where God picked me from. Honestly, it wasn't an easy journey for me trying to break from that addiction that has held me bound for years. But the good thing is this, or when I submitted my weakness to God, I no longer hide from where God took me from. I became proud of where he picked me from and how he was working in me and through me. I came to understand that true love and discipline, one can be restored. When I say discipline, it's not just you coming out to cry because it's not about you crying, singing a um, worship song, or cry or cry for mercy by God. You okay, okay. <laughs> reason why I'm saying this is because I know I played a lot of um, cry for mercy because you okay, okay back then, those years. I played it, I sang, I prayed, I cried. It's not about how much you cry throwing yourself on the ground telling god you are sorry it's not about it the problem is you go great change that's will you be able to change it's not about you crying it's not about you asking god for mercy the mercy is already there it's not about you being so uh, in depth into tears Oh, shouting, wailing, oh God, I wish I never did this. I hate myself and everything. The thing is, how remorseful are you? How remorseful are you towards your action, towards the life you are living? Is this something you are proud of? Will you change? Will you agree to change? Will you be able to go through the process of disciplining yourself properly for you to be able to break free? from that addiction. Ever since I posted the that article on my page, I've had people confide in me on some things. It's not going to be an easy process, but the decision lies with you. There's something you have to understand. God doesn't force someone. God does not force you against your will. God does not rule over your will that way. It's the devil that can rule over your will. The devil can possess you without you even asking him to. He doesn't need permission from you to do that. But God, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, I call him the wisdom of God. I call him... I don't, I don't, I don't even know the name you call God. I don't know. Sometimes, I, I remember most times I'll be praying, I'll be asking God, I want a fresh revelation of who you are. I know there's a saying that goes by, you can never see God, that you can't see God and survive or live. But do you know most of us have seen or even touched God? Do you know Holy Spirit is also God himself? That is the secret of God. The Holy Spirit is the secret of God. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God himself. The Holy Spirit is the knowledge of God. That's why even the Bible said, you can sin against God or you can sin against Jesus and be forgotten and be forgiven, but you cannot sin against the Holy Spirit. Because he's a spirit of purity. He's a calm spirit. He does not strive. Before he will overpower you, overrule your view, you must give him permission. You must tell him like, Holy Spirit, I want you to come into me. I want you to make use of me. 
I want you to use me. I want you to come into me, impact me and all that. That is the only time he can come in. He doesn't come uninvited. Even when you see people fall under anointing in church or they get um, convicted, or, um, convicted or convinced by the Holy Spirit and taking control of the Holy Spirit did not just enter them. They have in a place of worship or praise beckoned unto him to come. And he will come down in his glory and he will do his job. Back to what we were saying then. It's not about you how much you cry or how much you do of a thing. It's about you. Are you ready to change? Are you ready to go through this process and all that? You, that like I said earlier on, over the years, I came to understand that true love and discipline, one can actually be restored. Repentance isn't about uh, tears, like I said earlier on. is isn't about you uh, making... Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> Pardon me. It's not about tears. It is about you making a decision and trusting God to help you through it all. And being strict with that decision. You can make decision, but you might not be strictly guided. So that is where you need God because you cannot do it on your own. Over the years, I struggled for this. I I felt like I could be able to do this by myself. I felt I could be able to break free from it. You know then, um, when you give your life to Christ or when you get your life back to Christ again, um, you'll be told that um, you have been filled with the Holy Spirit and everything. Yes, definitely you have been filled. You can do a lot of exploits. But one thing we get, we fail to understand that we cannot do all those things by ourselves or through ourselves. We need the help of the Holy Spirit in us. That is why he is the promise of the Father. That is why he is the wisdom of God. That is why he... It, he he is the gift of the Father to us, his children. Because God knows that we cannot be able to do it on our own. He knows that we are mere mortals. He knows that we have problems. We, he knows that there is a whole lot of things we cannot do on our own. That is why he has given us the Holy Spirit to help us to be able to overcome all these issues that we are going through in life just like apostle paul said in the book of uh, romans 7 15 he said things i wish not to do are things i find myself doing even the great apostle i didn't say he was passing through this kind of addiction or so no but he had something he was he didn't have a view over something he wants to come out of he found himself doing those things he said he doesn't want to do. But when the Spirit of God rested mightily upon him and he submitted his weakness to God and submitted to God's discipline through the help of God, through the help of the Holy Spirit, he was restored and true love. The Holy Spirit is filled with love. He's filled with love. He's a calm spirit. He does not strive. And he is very, very disciplined. That's why I said that I've come to understand that true love and discipline, one can actually be restored and saved and delivered from this. 
the more I fought this and um, didn't know what to do or go back to those things and everything, I keep finding myself in that same circle. I keep finding myself in it. I rejected, I hated myself, like I said earlier on. A whole lot of things was going through my mind. But then again, who can I talk to? Who can I confide in? Who will help me out of this? Nobody can help me out of it except God. God is the only person that can save me. He is the only one that can help me out of this predicament. I kept crying. I kept asking God to help me. When I remember the encounter I had um, August 2017, when I came back from um, a training, I went at um, Gambia. Uh, when I had encounter with God, when I when I mean encounter, it wasn't an ordinary one. It was like as if God Himself came down to talk to me Himself. Because then, um, sorry, it's not like as if I'm deviating from what I'm saying. I'm just trying to arrive to a point. I, I, I had people then was like pressures. You have a calling. You have a calling. Verify from God and serve Him. I'll be like, ah, if you even do mistake and call me and tell me I have a calling or a woman of God or even call me a pastor or anything, then you will have issues. We'll fight. If you know me very well, we'll fight. Like we'll have issues. I will warn you with everything whenever you try to call me. I remember a pastor then that um, I escorted one of my friends to go. She wanted to go see her pastor and everything in First Square Gospel Church. Um, because I'm not the type that goes to churches anyhow. Like if I'm dedicated to a church, that is where I go. I don't go to ministries and everything. So we went for her to see her pastor and for us to go because we are colleagues and everything. Her pastor just saw me. He was like great woman of God. I was looking at him. I didn't even answer him. I was like, are you talking to me? Are you talking to somebody else? He said, I'm talking to you. He was like, go and ask your mother. You have already been sacrificed and given to God already. You have already been offered to him as a living sacrifice. Go and verify your mother, what surrounds your pets and everything. He was like, I pray that God, God in his infinite mercy, will remember you and reveal himself to you. That night, I remember getting home, asking my mother, come, did you give me to God? I know that they gave um, Samuel to God. Did you do that to me? I was like, but you have a lot of kids now. It's not as if that you are lacking any child or you are not having children or something. So why would you offer me to God? She was like, no, that is not like that. That a whole lot of things happened during my childbirth. That that was even what came about my Igbo name, Chika Dibia, meaning God is greater than native doctor. Oh, that's enough story. <laughs> okay, so back to what I was saying then. When I had that encounter, um, 2017 i came in from work uh came in from my trip and i was tired i just wanted to refresh freshen up then eat and rest and get ready for work the next day it was i wasn't asleep i wasn't asleep mind you i was still battling with that sin i was still battling with this sin of addiction 
I was still battling with this scene of uh, uh, masturbation. I was still battling with this scene of pornography. So then I just... Okay, I remember that night I did not masturbate. I didn't watch any pornography. I didn't do anything. I was already tired. <laughs> Sorry, I was already tired. So I just went to bed. I was just reading a book or something. I was pressing my phone. Next thing, it was like... I was not deep asleep. I know that aspect. I wasn't deep asleep. Because I'm not an early bed person and all that. Next day, someone came into my room in that in that day. Like a being. Like the person was clothed in white. Like when I tell you, the lightning, the rays of light from from him was so much that I couldn't look at him. The only thing I was shouting with blood of Jesus, I come against you in the name of Jesus. I come against you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. I started speaking all the tongues that I know, the ones I know and the ones I did not know. When I saw that both my tongues speaking and bleeding of blood of Jesus was not moving this person. Rather, the person was speaking to me. But there's something I noticed. His voice was like a rolling thunder. Once he says the words, I see like an earthquake or something. I was like, ah, next thing I lay down on the floor with my head down. I was crying and pleading for my life. I was like, please do not kill me. Please do not kill me. I've not done anything wrong. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are from, but I have not wronged you. That was the only thing I know I, I was doing then. I was pleading for my life. Next thing I felt, um, it, it, uh, a coat tap on my shoulder then i saw like an angel in form of a child telling me that i should not fear that he will inter- intercede on my behalf so i'm not going to go into details for some reasons some things that transpired but there's an aspect that's even when i got to know about a lot of things about me i don't i never knew um there's something he said to me after he told me everything he told me and everything there's something i told him i told him ah i cannot do this so i told him see do you, do you even know who I am? Do you even know who I am? Do you know that, do you know that, that, that I have a sin? Do, do, do you know I have an addiction I'm battling with? Do you know I'm filthy? Do you know I'm dirty? Do you know that you, I'm, like, I'm a cursed person? So why would you want to? I could remember, I still remember that same word he told me. He said to me, I do not. Like, how did he? Okay, I remember really well what he said. He said, I do not choose the qualified. Rather, I pick the unqualified to qualify the person. And since I have chosen you, my grace is sufficient for you. I have held on to that word for years. A whole lot of things transpired. That one night alone changed my life. That one night alone changed a whole lot of things about me. That one night alone made me understand a whole lot of things I never understood. I remember immediately after the encounter and everything, I woke up. I tried running out in the night. But when I opened the door and saw that that was still midnight, as of 2 a.m., I have to run back inside the house. Locked the door and was shivering. I had to put a call across to my pastor that night. My pastor friend, like, this is what happened. He was only laughing at me. 
I asked him, why are you laughing at me? I'm telling you about this thing and you are laughing. He was like, I thought you said that we should go and tell God to come and tell you himself. He has come by himself to pass the message. Do you still need him to come more? That night alone, a whole lot of things changed. I had to understand that it is not my own power. It is not my own doing. It is not my own will. I cannot come out of this with my own will. I need the help of God. I need a strict discipline. I need to go through a whole lot of um, sanctification. When I say sanctification, I don't mean going for rituals. No, what I meant like sanctification is aside from confessing with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, I had to also believe that he raised Christ from death. I have to start knowing God for myself and asking him to guide me and show me ways on how I could come out of this addiction. And he manifested himself. The same way, like I told a young man that day, the same way God saved me might not be the same way he will save you. He's a mysterious God. Like you can never know him. You can never know all about God. Even David that was his beloved, David that was his favorite, David that was a man after his own heart, does not know all shades of God. That is why he is the omnipotent. He is omniscient. You cannot know him. The more you know him at this stage, the more he migrates to a higher stage. And for you to still know him to that stage, you still have to come deeper again to know him. And when you get deeper with him to know him in that same stage, he goes up higher again. There is a song um, Teofilo Sunday sang. There's something he said. And even now, as um, as I was doing this recording, this, this spirit, the, the song dropped again in my spirit. Like he said, until my, until my only gaze is you, spirit keep brooding over me till I look more like you. Until my only life is you, God. Keep brooding over me. Until my only hope is you. Keep brooding over me. Until my only life is you and in you. Keep brooding over me. Until I'm deep and lost in you. Keep brooding over me. That's to say, you cannot know God. You need to come deeper. You need to go deeper for you to know him. I went through a whole lot of stages for me to let go of this addiction of almost seven good years. Aside from me praying to God then, um, praying and asking him what I'm to do, the strategy, he has to show me a strategy peculiar to me alone. He has to show me um, how I'm to go about it. He has to show me the way, the paths I'm to go, that I will be saved, the way I could be delivered from this. I remember vividly well what my pastor friend said then. He said something to me. He said, 
He said I should go to God in brokenness. That I should stop proving myself to God. That I should stop showing myself that I'm strong. That I should show God that I'm weak and helpless. For in my weakness will he prove his strength through me. That hits me differently. And I remember some months ago or so, I stumbled on a message by um, Apostle Michael Aropo. He mentioned the same thing when someone asked him a question about dealing with addiction. Immediately, I remembered years back then when that my pastor friend said the same thing. That's where I understood the power of submission. Submission is not about you coming to God and asking for mercy. Submission is after asking for mercy, submit to him. Like, submit both that weakness. Show him how helpless you are. Show him how this addition has dealt with you. Show him like you cannot save yourself. You cannot come out of this unless he helps you. Admit. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. He then will give you strategies that are peculiar to your healing. That where and that's where and how your deliverance will start. He might tell you, okay, fast. Fast for seven days, fast for 40 days, uh, maybe after fasting you will release, you will get your deliverance. Maybe that's why he wants to get your own deliverance. He might tell you, oh, okay, praise me. He might tell you, oh, okay, worship me. He might tell you, okay, sow seed, maybe go and visit the modelers, go to this person, do this. He might tell you, do this, do that. God has his very, if I, he has his different diagnosis that he used for each person. What he used for Minister A is not what he will use for Minister B. But for you to be able to arrive or come to a place or a point of deliverance, you have to submit to God. You have to submit your weakness to Him. Ask Him to take absolute control. Ask him to deliver you. Ask him that you cannot do this again unless he helps you. Come to him in brokenness. Show him how remorseful, how weak you are before this sin. Tell him that you are already drowning in this sin. And he will step in. So I will share with us um, on some steps on overcoming pornography addiction. How I also overcame it. But before then, uh, let me just round up this. Aside from me confessing then to that, my pastor friend, then taking into heart everything he said, I started praying, submitting my weakness to God. So that's to say, first thing was submission. So submitting to God, confessing my sins to him and everything, telling him how um, sorry I am and how weak I am, how I need him now more than ever and everything and all that. That was when... My healing journey started. So I remember also I had to confine in a doc, a doctor friend of mine. I met him um, in one of the hospitals in Nigeria, here on the island then. I had to meet him and tell him he was like a specialist. So I told him also about this. So I was also receiving spiritually, spiritual advice on how to go about it. I was also sorting out medical advice on also how to come out of this addiction so first number one is what submission submitting your weakness to god submitting to god totally telling him that you cannot do this unless he helps you 
next, another thing, uh, number one is confession. You must confess. You must first acknowledge that the addiction exists. You must stop running away from it. Stop denying the fact that you are going through this. Many who are caught in this trap of addiction will adamantly deny the problem. The Bible said in book of Proverbs 28 verse 13, He said, He who conceives his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. So number one is submitting to God. Number two, acknowledge and confess. Acknowledge that this thing exists. Stop living in self-denial. Stop telling yourself, no, it's a coincidence. It, it, it just happened. Or scientifically that your body, whatever, whatever, hormones. Stop lying to yourself. Submit to God. Admit that you have this issue. Confess and ask him to help you. Number three, you must recognize that you are that what you are doing is wrong. That is a place of remorsefulness. Admit that what you are doing is wrong. Don't give it any, don't exhort it with any uh, excuses. A lot of people will tell you, oh, the um, uh, reason why I'm masturbating or doing this is because since I cannot go and meet a woman or a man or sleep with a person, the only way I could be able to help myself out of this is for me to masturbate. That after all, medically, they said if you don't, um, um, if you leave a spam in inside you for long, without you releasing sperm and others, it will start smelling, it will start having issues. So people are now using some medical terms and some certain things to back up their sin. Next thing the person will tell you is, um, is there any place you see in the Bible that it is a sin? I remember, yeah, somebody asked me that question on the day I posted that on my LinkedIn page. The person reached out to me and was like, do I think it's a sin? I was like, okay, I don't think it's a sin. I know. She was like, how do you know it's a sin? I was like, okay, how do you also know that it is not a sin? First of all, what is a sin? You're like, yeah, is there any Bible, this thing that stated masturbation? I was like, okay, the Bible said, our body, what did the Bible talk about our body? The Bible said, our body is the holy temple of God. And should that be violated? So when you have had sex with yourself, when you have pleasured yourself sexually, by touching yourself and trying to relax and help yourself ease down with all your excuses and all that. Have you not violated your body? So what have you not what have you not done then? Have you not sinned against the owner of the body? Are you the owner of your body? You have already sinned against God already by doing that. So what are we not talking about? She kept mute. So you must recognize that. What you are doing is wrong. Number one, I said submission. Number two, I say you um, admitting it and confessing. Number three, you must recognize. Uh, number three, yes, you must recognize that what you are doing is wrong. Addicts find a way to justify their problem. Like I said earlier on, addicts find a way to justify their problem in their mind by using a lot of issues to say this is the reason why I do that. I, I wouldn't want to use the word "ally" being defensive, but most of them do. For all that is in this world, the loss of okay, the book of Bible, I said book of Bible, Bible medicine understanding. That's um, first John two sixteen. Yes, for all that is in this world, the loss of the flesh and the loss of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from the world. Number four, you must quit blaming others. I remember when I was, um, okay, now let me say I remember when I was going through the healing 
session and process with the young man I talked about earlier on, he um, put his blame on a whole lot of things, uh, you know, staying in the northern state and some rules and everything. He was like, oh, okay, his friends, we are telling him, oh, you are not a man, you are not this, you are not meeting a woman, all this, all that, all that. Uh, that he's not sure that he's man enough, his sperm is this, 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 this. So he has to start proving himself by masturbating, all that and everything. I've heard people saying, um, okay, because they were raped or they were abused young at young age and everything. So people like I'm making excuses and blaming others for it. You must quit blaming others. Everybody had a sad story. There's a whole lot of part of my past story I don't talk about. I only talk about it if there is a need for it or if the spirit leads. When the guy was talking about how he was abused, I told him I was also abused. I was even abused by a pastor. I told him of how I was raped and everything. But I did not put my blame on others. How did I start healing myself from the help of God? I first accepted the responsibility. Yes, this thing has happened. But I cannot continue holding myself captive because of the sins of the past or the mistakes of the past or the mistakes of another or the sins of another or what another person made me go through. I cannot continue punishing my future because of the sins of the past. I have to own up. And stop blaming others. Some people, some married people might say, if my wife or my husband were just being affe more affectionate, I will not engage this. Some people will say, if women or men are not sexually um, exposing their body or so seductive and all that, I will not be doing that. Just like Adam blamed Eve and she blamed the serpent. So who now would the serpent now blame? So instead, you must begin to take responsibility for your actions. Yes, maybe your previous past, your previous exposure and everything must have triggered it and everything. But you owe yourself, you owe yourself that help. You owe yourself that responsibility to help yourself out. You cannot keep dwelling in the past because of past mistakes, so you now blame everything on it. No. Number five, make yourself accountable to a spiritual authority. A spiritual authority that is not a microphone, that is not like you go and meet the person and confess your sin to him or her, and then the person will start using your sin against you. So when I say spiritual authority, I does not, it doesn't mean it must be your pastor or your momijio or whoever, or your prayer warrior or anything, no. Making yourself accountable to a spiritual authority, like perhaps either your pastor or a matured believer. A lot of we Christians, and we preach so much of the great commission, forgetting the great commandment. I tell people that a lot. Most of we Christians, that's one fault we do have. Some of we Christians have. We preach and talk so much about the great, um, the great um, commission, forgetting the great commandment. The great commission is salvation, bringing men, bringing souls to God. But the great commandment is love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Why did I say that? Most people, most believers, most Christians, when someone comes to you, with such a thing it's not a time you start blaming the person 
It's not a time you start making that person feel worse than he or she felt it before. It's not a time you start abortioning blame. It's not the time. It's not the time you start doing a whole lot of things. It's not the time you start playing the role of assistant Jesus or assistant God in the life of the person in pronouncing judgment to the person. Who are you to judge? Who made you a judge? You can only catch him. You can only redirect the person. You can only advise the person. You cannot judge the person because you are not God. So who are you to condemn, judge, or reject somebody God has not condemned or judged or rejected? You do not have that power. You do not have that right. It's only God that has that power and right to do such. So everybody needs a safe person to share their struggles with. And when they share that your struggle, that their struggles with you, please desist from making it a public discussion or a community discussion or a national discussion. You are not BBC Radio. You are not um, CNN that you start broadcasting people's um, issues. When people confide in you about their struggle, go to God in prayer. Ask, ask God for wisdom on how to handle this, on how to help that person come out of this. The person come to you, came to you because why the person believed that you could help him or her, not for you or her to start, uh, or for you to start um, condemning the person or making the person feel worse than they felt before. Even as a pastor, when someone comes to you for counseling, I think this is something people also need to learn. Uh, when people come to you for counseling, and you are trying to seek advice or opinion from other people on how to go about such situation. I will advise, be it your wife, your fiancé, or whoever you want to ask that um, discussion or um, decision or whatever thing from. Do not tell the person who the person is. You could just, out of um, a conversation, you could be like, oh, please, um, there is one case I'm handling now. Um, this is what happened. What do you advise? reason why I say so. So tomorrow... The person you talked about will not see that person. Ah, is it not this brother or this sister that they said ah she is addicted to masturbation or pornography or she has an abortion? You have already destroyed. That's also an aspect of where the Bible talked about when you do something for your left or your right hand, the other hand should not know because you're supposed to be a secret. And God, who sees in secret, definitely will also bless you openly. So everybody needs a safe person to share their struggles with. Therefore, um, in, books of, in the book of James 5.16, the Bible made us understand that therefore confess your sin to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So that's number five. Number one, I said submission. Two is you acknowledging, accepting that the addiction exists. I also talked about you confessing, recognizing that you have this problem and seeking for solution. So number six, you must recognize that willpower is not the answer. When I talk about willpower, that is where I talk about you trying to prove yourself to God. You trying to tell God that you can do this because you have prayed. 
You have prayed and spoke in tongues for two hours and you are sweating and you feel a wave of his power or a gentle breeze from him. Ooh, then as you'll be like, ooh, I'm feeling Holy Spirit. Next thing, you feel like you have the power to overcome it. Next thing, you'll be like, you spirit of this, I come against you. No, the spirit will be like, he go there one corner, they drink Zobo. Cold Zobo or cold Tiger Nut will change him. They look you. It will be like when you are done, I don't wait you. You will go into the back room again. We will continue where we start. Stop proving yourself to God. You must recognize that willpower is not the answer. You do not have power of your own to help yourself. That is why you need God. At a weak moment, you will. Your will may, sorry, your will may, may fail you. It will disappoint you. But by admitting that you are in need of God's help, you open access to his supernatural intervention in your life. So you must yield your will to God's will. It is a place of telling him, God, let not my will, but let your own will be done. Help me out of this. I am powerless. I'm clueless on how to go about this. I do not know how to go about this whole thing. So I need you. I need your intervention. I need your help. That's when he can begin a new work in your life. Number seven. The Bible said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. There is a difference for someone to know God and minister unto you unto their, by their knowledge of God. And there is a difference between um, of you knowing God for yourself. So you must study the word of God. That's number seven. You must study the word of God concerning sexual purity. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your soul. That's um, James 1.21. Number eight, you must destroy any pornography in your possession like you must destroy anything that has or anyway is um related to pornography so like i said number eight is that you must destroy any pornography or anything that um is in any way related to pornography that is in your possession you have to destroy it you can't win yourself. You can't win yourself out of um, pornography when you keep going back uh, to those things that attract it or that can stimulate it. Think of the hidden pornography in your home as a ticking time bomb that will ultimately destroy your life, your family, and relationship, and even health. Number nine, you must learn to flee from temptation. Um, that's why I always say a prayer of deliver us from all evil is quite different from leaders not to temptation. So you must flee from temptation. Self-deception may enter when you think, oh, okay, oh, you can play with fire without getting burned. My dear, you are joking. Proverbs 4, 14, verse 15 says, Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not proceed in the way of evil men. Avoid it. 
Do not pass it. Turn away from it and pass on. I remember when I um during my healing days, um, when I was trying to overcome this um killing disease, um, killing addiction and all that. I, I didn't understand that aspect of fleeing from temptation. That is why from the help that is why from the help of God I was able to deal, like have a strict self-discipline to help myself out of this and ask God to help me. I was really like I could continue playing with the fire. After maybe praying and all that, I would say, okay, let me test and see if it worked. Let me try, let me go and peep, let me just open a a pawn site and see if I'll be stimulated or moved to go and do it. I was playing with fire. I have restarted my healing journey and I'm still going back to my vomit and trying to play with fire to test God. Who am I trying to test? Who am I trying to please? I will open the site then. I will, I will be looking at it. I will put I will like, hmm, I'm not moved. Hey, I will like, Jesus, kabash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will be like, ah, that means I am saved. See me, oh, I open this site. I have not moved. One spirit to me will be like, oh yeah, watch the video. Watch the video. Ah, you are strong. You know when devil we when devil when devil hype you, even your destiny will be destroyed. If devil decides to be your hype man, or more, you're all not finished. Then my spirit to me will be like, okay, um, precious, watch the video. Ah, you have seen now that nothing can happen. You have already opened the site and nothing moved you. You are looking through the picture, nothing moved you. Please just open, play the video for you to see that you have become a pata pata. Like nothing can move you. The mumumi. I went and played the video. First scene, second scene. I was like, hmm, I'm not moved. I was like, ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ah, oh, I'm not moved. I never knew I was gathering fire that would burn me and also make me to start from stage one again. It won't take up the how many seconds. It will be see, it will be as if that that spirit have rested itself upon me. Next thing to start manifesting. I will start wanting to touch myself and everything and all that. And let's see you see it. After the whole mess and everything, I will hate myself. I will feel so dirty. I will be like, next thing I will be like, why? Why did I open this site? Why would I do this? Why did I do this? Why did I have to go that? My spirit was like, did you flee from the temptation? You are deceiving yourself. You are on self-deception. Thinking that you can toll on that path without getting burned. You felt like, okay, because you have asked God for this. Because God has restarted his work in you. So you now feel like, oh, let you go back to that distance to try God and see how effective his healing process, his healing power is. At that moment, I understood that I have already gathered the fire that has burnt me down. So you must learn to flee from temptation. Number 10, yes. Give your si yourself time to walk through the process of recovery. It cannot happen overnight. I'm, I'm telling you, it can't just happen overnight. It has a process. God is a principled man. He has procedures, he has structures. He has processes one has to go through. So give yourself time. Do not hate yourself. Do not think that the time is taking too long. Don't think like the daughter you say, oh, okay, I declare, I decree, you spirit of masturbation addiction, flee, leave her, leave him. And you'll be like, oh, you fall under a night and you'll be like, it is gone. 
my dear it is process it is a process so give yourself time to walk through the process of recovery more often than not god chooses to take us through a learning and growing process that can be very painful mine was very painful mine was humiliating mine was so much but victory over addition should be viewed as a marathon not a sprint number 11 it is a glitch but you must approach your addiction one day at a time that's one time gradually look for little victories and rejoice in the progress you are making recovery is a inch by inch but a trial by the mouth see this my this addiction to is a general thing hmm? it's not only familiar or peculiar to one person masturbation and porn addiction is a general problem so many people are already addicted to this but because it is a secret sin or what the bible calls it a certain sin people would not admit they are hooked up on this and that's how the devil gets them to continue to dwell to lavish themselves and destroy their life and future in that sin finally limit your solitude one mistake i made then back then years ago during my healing process and john and journey i didn't limit my solitude i'm actually an introvert um yes <laughs> people might not believe it they were like it's a lie not an introvert i'm actually an introvert um one thing i failed to do then was limiting my solitude you know in a place of solitude is mostly place where i get to regain myself my authenticity um revelations having time with god and everything then i wasn't limited sometimes i would be like okay i'm done with studying the word of god and everything i'll be like okay sometimes that is over see that 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 urge has come upon me instead of me looking for a way to break down my solitude moment to look for how to engage in activities to take my mind out of it i'll be like no no let me stop my own and in that place most times i get to fail myself and then and next and find myself engaging in that immoral act again most people usually get the urge to masturbate whenever they are alone i battled with that yes i always do have that urge to masturbate whenever i was alone then if that's the same with you my dear you have to learn how to spend time in the company of others but when i say spending time in the company of others is not spending time talking rubbish that does not make any sense put yourself under check and balance make yourself accountable to your um, to a spiritual partner i'm sorry a spiritual person either your pastor your partner your spouse mentor or any other person close by avoid staying alone or too much staying alone avoid spending unnecessary time alone in the bathroom or any other solitary confinement Avoid touching your genitals. I made that mistake too. Um, sometimes I don't want to go and bathe and everything. Or maybe if I'm alone, I'll be like, oh, let me just touch myself, my genitals. Or maybe unconsciously, I'll just find myself doing that. 
and from them the devil will come in the urge will come in and listen before you see it i have already sinned so make a personal covenant never to allow the devil leave lead you into that dirty act again that's why i said true love and self-discipline you can be restored you have to discipline yourself you have to be cautious you have to even be very cautious of your discipline it's not about just saying it in mouth that's why i said it's not about you crying or shouting god have mercy upon me you go change you go greet change it's not about speaking in tongues you can still speak in tongues in heavenly tongues in fire tongue and you still lie in english The proof that we have the Holy Spirit is not about how we speaking in tongues. The proof, the proof that we have the Holy Spirit is about the life we live. It's about the impact we make. It's about the Spirit in us. Job said he made a covenant with his eyes never to watch a woman's nakedness. To some extent, masturbation is a sexual engagement with a demonic entity because spiritually there's nothing like a solo sex. It takes two persons to have sex, is it not? So each time you masturbate, you are engaging in sexual activities with an unseen personality that controls you. If you don't deal with this addiction, if you don't deal with this addictive character, it will destroy you. Deal with it prayerfully. Deal with it in love to yourself. Don't deject yourself or hate yourself. Deal with it in discipline. Deal with it in a place of submission, submitting to authority and accountability partner. If you're already aggressively addicted, then you may need to go for deliverance prayers to dethrone the spirit husband or wife or whatever spirit that is leading you into it as it will make your life miserable. I believe this talk will help someone today even though people are pretending they are not um, seeing this or they are not listening to this or this does not move them. You can feel free to send me um, a DM a DM on how to deal with this um, addiction. I have overcome it and I believe you too can also overcome it through the help of God in you. So that's why you need the help of God. I pray. Let's pray. There is a decision I made. To myself years ago I came to a place of realization that I cannot do this on my own that I cannot fight this on my own that I cannot be delivered out of this unless God helps me and I also help myself that is a time I have to submit my weakness I have to submit my will to God I have to ask him to step in And the only way and the sure way 
And the true way for you to come out of this is through God. It is through the place of submission, of confession, of asking Him for redemption and restoration. God is still, he's still in the ministry of releasing the captives. He's still in the ministry of to showing you that same love. He hasn't forgotten you. He, he hasn't rejected you. So you shouldn't reject yourself. Come unto him and he will ease up this burden from you. He will deliver you and help you out of this problem. Only in him, only in him can you be saved and delivered. Only when you have come to him in a place of submission, submitting your weaknesses to him, telling him how you were feeble and how you are weak and cannot be able to deal with this unless he helps you. Unless you come to a place of submission, he cannot step in to overrule your will and your decision and your choice. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace. He's a calm spirit. He cannot rule over your spirit without your permission. So he needs your permission for you to be able to deal and come out of this. You need him. This is one of the songs that keeps me going. It says, until my only guess, guess is you. Spirit keep brooding over me till I look more like you. Until my only life is you. Spirit keep brooding over me till I look more like you. I pray. For you today, wherever you are or whoever you are, and you are in such situation, I ask that the grace of God and my love will rub over and rub over your life, and that He will help you to come out of such addiction the same way He helped me. But the only way He could help you is you submitting to Him. Only then will he reveal himself, reveal a strategy peculiar to you alone, to your own healing. The way he healed me may not be the way he healed you. Yes, he healed me in a place of prayer, strict discipline, prayers, fasting, and a lot of other things. Yours might be different from mine. That is why you need to submit to him. He's in a place of submission that he will now guide you on how to go about it. On how to come out of this addiction. 
Only then can you be free. Only then can you be saved. And I ask that the Spirit of the Most High God, the book of Romans, may understand that. If the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from death lives inside of us, He will quicken our mortal body. I ask that the Lord will quicken your mortal body. And that He will save you, that He will heal you, that He will deliver you from this sin. That he will deliver you from the secret addiction that is destroying your soul and that his glory and deliverance and power will be made manifest in your life today in jesus mighty name our freedom thank you very much thank you god bless you so much see you next time god bless you remain blessed